0: every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe. Hello and welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show brought to you by Vivo. I am your host, Tracy Sandler. Super excited as we head into week 15 to welcome Matt Sims of the Sims Complete podcast back to the show. Matt, welcome. How are you? Happy mid-December. That's bananas.
1: (laughs) Happy mid-December, Tracy. Thank you again for having me. So uh, so excited again, obviously, to talk some more football and San Francisco 49ers football specifically. And uh, it's cold here in the Northeast right now. It's 35 degrees. And I know you're enjoying that California sunshine right now because it's miserable here on the East Coast.
0: Well, in California, when it's like 60, which is what it's been in the Bay, that feels cold. This weekend, going to Arizona, where it'll be 74, which I have to say sounds pretty basically like summer. So <laughs> that'll be a very, very nice treat. But the, the Niners are heading to Arizona. couple injury things I just want to tell our listeners. Uh, there are a lot of them at the moment, but we are going into Week 15. 49ers will most likely, of course, be without Eric Armstead again this weekend. Some notable other ones just to keep an eye on. Javon Hargrave dealing with a hamstring issue. Charvarius Ward. Dealing with a groin issue, TBD on their availability, but the injury list has certainly been longer than we've seen it in quite some time. But that's December football. Another kind of big thing this week for San Francisco a practice squad play- player isn't always big news, but it is when it's Jason Barrett and when it's here. So uh, he's back on the practice field, back on the practice squad, which with this Charvarius Ward injury actually now becomes kind of important. So We'll see what happens there. I'm curious, actually, Matt, uh, Arizona, going on turf, do you think that affects whether or not they say, okay, you're going against an Arizona team that the Fortnite should be, they have a, next week they have the Ravens getting into the playoffs. Do you say, you know what, we rest these guys because turf can make everything worse?
1: Yeah, I you know, and this year too, I know that we made a big thing about like turf being the the evil enemy to every NFL football player, but uh I think like statistically, you know, injuries have happened just as equally on grass this season. And uh, you know, of course I am a pro uh grass type of person, not the way that you would think everyone at home, but you know, mm-hmm. as far as playing football. And um, you know, it's just one of those situations now where I don't know if the field surface will play in uh, a factor in the decisions on playing guys or not, unless it was MetLife stadium. Cause it seems like Kyle uh, seems a certain way about that stadium in particular, well, it but it kind of
0: killed the team. So, I can... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: so we'll, we'll leave that one stadium out of it, but yeah, that'll be a, an interesting decision to see what Kyle does as far as resting certain players, uh, you know, going into the postseason And, And I think a lot of that will have to depend on too, if they still need to play to win to keep home field advantage in the number one seed.
0: All the major sports are in action this week with the college football playoffs ready to kick off. BetOnline is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info, including news for pro football, the NBA, upcoming fights and NHL games this season. Head to the website today to get into the action and see all the updated odds for the week. Remember to use promo code believe B L E A V to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Which at the moment they have the number one seed, but their easiest path to keeping it is winning out. So right. that is of course going to be something to keep an eye on. And the Eagles and the and the Cowboys, they would need their help if you know if, if they didn't win out. And I think once you control your own destiny. I imagine you'd prefer to continue to control it. So right. So we will see how that goes. So the Niners will see Kyler Murray. They did not see him earlier in the season. He's given this team fits in the past. I still think the talent discrepancy between these two teams is just so tremendous. No disrespect to the Arizona Cardinals, but but it is such a tremendous discrepancy. And even when you look at matchups, which of course becomes the most important thing when you're looking at a game and previewing the game, even you look at matchups, the 49ers, again talent-wise, are are far and away. But they still have to play the game. Still a division rival. Like I said, Kyler Murray has given them fits. But I believe that the Cardinals have three rookie corners on their defense, which feels tough when you're going up against Brandon Ayuk, Adipo Samuel, and, and everybody else they have in that offense. But is there any scenario where you see the Cardinals breaking through and just shocking the 49ers?
1: It's going to be very difficult. I mean, even uh, I think Vegas has the 49ers uh, as 12-point favorites in, in this game, too, which I feel like is a, a huge number in the NFL level. Um, both offensively, defensively, special teams, the 49ers, they absolutely have an edge over the Arizona Cardinals. I, I would say the most important thing, and especially speaking just from the offensive you know, frame of mind, is you just want to continue to keep your rhythm as an offense to keep that same you know mojo going that you've really built these last few weeks and, and just continue to build upon it continue to run plays that obviously cut up the the cardinals but also continuing to run plays to really confuse the remaining opponents mm-hmm. as far as you know all the different things that you can do schematically to trick and get an advantage over your team the more that you make the other team have to sit in the drawing room to prepare for you, to draw up ways to stop you. It's less time than, I feel like, executing and playing fast and playing physical on the field. So it's really just, again, about just creating, again, more momentum as they go into this playoffs because as we've always seen, really, it's the hot teams late in the year that seem to do the best when it comes to playoff football.
0: So let's talk about that offense. And it's kind of funny because the 49ers defense has been what has gotten most of the attention over the last several years, most of the accolades. But we're now at a point with this offense and with this quarterback in Brock Purdy where the offense may be even better than the defense. And, and I don't know that it matters that one's better than the other. I only say that because in the past, it's been that defense is incredible. The offense is good enough. They have enough weapons. They can go far. Now they have an offense that's just really been prolific. Brock Purdy has been incredible. And I know that the story is a great story, but putting that aside, he's just a really, really good quarterback. The thing I always find so funny, and this was the other day they had their holiday event, and he's signing autographs. He's got a Santa hat on, and it's still, he's this incredible quarterback on the field. He has so much confidence, so much swagger. Then you see him off the field, he comes to the podium and it's like he's, he's coming to talk to us between math and history class. And it's just so <laughs> funny because on the field, he is just this tremendous talent and the whole the whole thing. But he's in the MVP conversation. We're getting towards the end of the year. And it's him, it's, it's Dak Prescott. But then of course, there's the conversation. Should Tyreek Hill be in the conversation? Should Christian McCaffrey be in the conversation? I asked Kyle about it on Wednesday and he said, if it's non-quarterback in his mind, it is Christian McCaffrey, but if it's a quarterback in his mind, it's Brock. And I just would love your thoughts on that and also the fact that just over a year after Brock Purdy's first ever start in the second year of the league, he very well may end up being the MVP of the NFL this year.
1: Yeah, and, and of course this is off of uh, you know, a, a day or two after Cam Newton made his remarks saying mm-hmm. that you know, guys like Dak and Brock are game managers. Well, you know, they're the best game managers that I've seen in a long time. And that's that's really all that matters. And their teams are winning. Their teams believe in them as individuals. They're great leaders both on and off the field, like you just said. And, it, you know, unfortunately for Brock, he's just in a situation with, with Kyle Shanahan and with all the other characters on that team that... He just doesn't get the proper respect that he is due. And, you know, the only answer for that is just keep winning and keep doing what he's doing Mm -hmm. and and really not worrying about what all of us in the media world say because, you know, we're all full of it. Um, We're just fans like everybody else. We just get uh, an opportunity to to speak our minds more often. Um, And and right now, he's playing great football. The team believes in him. If they go and, and win out the rest of the year, you know, he is absolutely going to be there with Dak Prescott. I do agree with with Kyle Shanahan in that, you know, Christian McCaffrey, Tyreek Hill, and really just players outside of the quarterback position really knew, do need to be in consideration for the MVP more often, I think, really for the health of the league, too. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think it just gets a little bit watered down every now and then. We're, we're just t- discussing quarterbacks all the time. I, I use the example, I think it was in twenty. Seventeen, I believe, when Derrick Henry rushed for two thousand yards, and he wasn't even considered an MVP candidate that year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and which is crazy because I don't think that we'll ever see a two thousand yard rusher in this modern style of football for a long time. You know, or it's going to be a little bit more difficult to do it. You know, at the rate that he was. So it's just one of those things where I think, uh, for the health of the league, it wouldn't be a bad thing to kind of show love to more players outside of the quarterback ranks. And I think at the end, it'll really just make what great quarterbacks are doing, like Dak and Brock are doing this season, it'll just make us understand how special it is more often, too, when we do that.
0: And the thing with Brock, and I can confidently say this, and I know people will say it about people all the time, but I can confidently say he doesn't care. I mean, as long as they're winning and they have control in mind, he really does not care about all of that stuff, which is nice to see. I kind of feel like that's probably true of Dak as
1: well. I just don't cover the Cowboys. So I don't talk to Dak. No, I know. And you're right though. I feel like all great quarterbacks, they understand the spoils of war, right? They understand that if you win the war, uh, all of the gold and all of the things that are left behind are yours anyway. Right. So it really doesn't matter. And typically it does go, you know, to the ones who, to ultimately win the war that way. So, I think great quarterbacks understand that Tom Brady always said that too, you know, what's, what's the best ring. It's the next ring, you know, and and I think Dak and Brock both have that, that same sentiment, you know, and I think that's why their locker rooms love them so much.
0: Christian made a comment on Sunday that I think kind of fits in this conversation. Someone asked him if it was really the most fun he's had playing football or the most fun since 2019, when he went a thousand yards, you know, thousand, thousand, an incredible season. and, he said, you know, winning is great. Nothing beats winning. He said that was very special. It was an incredible year. I take nothing away from it. I take nothing away from being on that team. And I love my time in Carolina, but winning beats everything else. And that's certainly the attitude in that Fortnatters locker room. I think we've talked a little bit before how one of the things that's always struck me is all the Personalities, all the star power, all the everything in that locker room, but very little ego. At least the ego doesn't the ego's if, if there's ego, it's healthy ego that makes them work. It doesn't go against them. And it, it is amazing when you look in that locker room, just it's a lot of stars in there. And that's part of what makes them good. And if you you look at the cowboys and look at what a high level they're playing at right now, they got a lot of stars in there too. I don't know what their ego situation or not is, or not situation is, but it's working. And I do think that kind of starts with, you know, with the quarterback and with the coach. And it's it's very interesting. So I guess my last thing I kind of want to discuss with you is building on that. The Cowboys are playing incredible football right now. We've seen the Eagles play a little less good football than we were seeing from them a couple weeks ago. I, I'm taking nothing away from the Philadelphia Eagles. They're still a tremendous football team. So I'm just, but I'm just saying it right now, you would One would say probably the hottest teams right now are San Francisco, are the Cowboys. The Niners went to Philly a couple weeks ago. I felt like here we have our NFC Championship preview. Feel a little bit differently about that. Am I a prisoner of the moment or are the Cowboys looking like they're kind of the hot team right now along with San Francisco?
1: Yeah, and, and you know what? We have to be prisoners of the moment. You are only as good as the last game that you played in the NFL. And, you know, until you win the last game of the year, no one gives a damn, right? So, uh, you know, and, and I agree with you too, with as far as, you know, the San Francisco 49ers, the Dallas Cowboys, what do they all have in common? They have great leadership from ownership all the way down, right? The coaches, the general managers, they all think and are one as far as their main goal. Yes, there are egos, of course. You wouldn't be able to run around in tights and shoulder pads and a helmet yeah. on unless you had a little bit of an ego check, right? And what I think is great is that they develop teams that are selfishly selfless mm-hmm. with their approach to getting better individually at their craft, honing their craft, and then that obviously uh, leading to greater profits for the greater good that surrounds them, and Um, I I think that's what you you really have to marvel at, you know, with what the Eagles have done the past few years. But, of course, more recently, too, what the 49ers have done and what the Cowboys have done. And we also have to remember, too, I think the 49ers, you know, subconsciously or consciously know that the window for this particular team Mm -hmm. to be the way that it is, The clock is ticking. Yes. You know, to say that this team will look the same two years from now, you know, it's just not possible with the way that the cap is designed in the NFL. It's just not possible with all the players that they have. I'm sure there will be tough tough decisions to be made with people like Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel a year or two from now, Mm -hmm. as far as, you know, where they go, where they want to put their chips for the future of this football team. Christian McCaffrey's future at the running back position. You know, we know that's a position that doesn't have a huge shelf life. So, those concepts are are real things that have to be always considered and that's why I think this team understands too that the moment, you know, for them to win is now uh because it, it might not look the same way next year or the year after.
0: 100% and I I do think it is something that they are very much aware of and this san francisco team has gotten really close the last several years
1: right really close a lot of
0: times and there comes a point it's funny i was thinking the other day about the super bowl the 2019 season and it just like kind of occurred to me i was like that was four years ago which is so crazy to me this like you know pre-covid post-covid but that was four years ago that's not nothing and then there was 2020 and then there's losing in the two, last two NFC championship games. So they've gone right. really close and they need to win it and they want to win it. It feels to me like this probably is there. You're barring some catastrophic injury, which God forbid we know can happen. Barring that, this feels like it is their year, but they got to play the game. So they'll start with Arizona on Sunday. I think this will be a win for San Francisco, no matter how many fits. Kyler Murray gives them. Uh, But then it's the Baltimore Ravens on Christmas night. And we can talk about that next week. But Matt, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you so much, Tracy. I appreciate it. Go Niners and uh, don't go Big Blue. But we'll talk more about that as we get closer.
0: (laughs) That felt very uncalled for.
1: (laughs) Oh, I know. Totally unnecessary. But I just, you know,
0: and uncalled for. I actually,
1: we were having a great conversation until I said that. And
0: I was thinking, actually, (laughs) A couple minutes ago how proud I was for having not brought Michigan out this entire
1: podcast. (laughs) Don't worry. I did it for you. (laughs) I I know. I'm sorry. It's
0: all right. (laughs) Let everyone know where they can find you, even though now I'm a little upset.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Um, So, yep, Sims Complete, my father, uh, Big Phil, Big Phil, Sims, and myself on Sims Complete Podcast YouTube channel, uh, part of the Believe uh, Network. Uh, And again, thank you so much for having me, Tracy. Always a pleasure to work with uh, the Fangirl Network, as always.
0: Thank you so much, you guys. Uh, We are brought to you by BetLine. We are brought to you by FIVO. You can find me on Twitter or X at TracyFGSN, on Instagram at Tracy Sandler. Uh, If you like what you heard, and I know you did, please make sure to give us a five-star rating and a super positive review. And with that, we'll talk to everybody next time. Bye.